Hello there. It is just me today. Um, after speaking with a couple of my online clients this week, they want to lose body fat, they want to lose weight, but they don't want to track calories. And I thought I had done an episode. Anyway, I've scrolled through and I can't see a specific episode about it. So I thought, I'm going to bosh one out today. How to lose weight without tracking calories. And as we said in the Facebook, being Facebookers um, episode, it is a myth that you have to track your calories to lose weight. You don't have to track your calories to lose weight. You have to be in a calorie deficit, but you don't have to track it. Tracking is a really helpful tool for a lot of people, but if you have a poor relationship with food or you just simply don't want to track, then you don't need to. So this episode is how you can lose weight without the tracking. So my first tip, and I have 13 here, I have 13 tips on how to lose weight. Uh, the first one is using the hand portioning guide. And you can literally Google image this, like the optimum nutrition hand portioning guide, something like that to show you. But it's essentially using your hand size to portion out your food. So your palm would be protein, your thumb would be your fat, a palm full of carbs, and then just like pile on the veg after that. Um, so that's a nice, simple tool to use when portioning out your meals. And another simple tool or simple tip is to think about only having one carb source per meal. So say you're having a curry, for example, it's like choosing between the rice or the naan bread. So if you go back to the hand portioning guide, you wouldn't be able to fit rice and naan bread in that portioning. So it'd be one or the other or spaghetti or garlic bread, like picking one or the other, things like that, super simple to help keep the calories down without needing to track. You also want to be aiming for a minimum of five fruit and veg a day, minimum. So yes, there are calories in fruit and veg. There's more calories in fruit than there is veg, but they will keep you full and they are healthy and they will do so much for your body. So you really want to be aiming for at least five fruit and veg across the day and really just pack your meals in with vegetables as much as you can. Like one massive salad filled with loads of good stuff at lunch and then bulk up your dinners with loads of veg. So me and Becky, every week we order the exact same veg in, maybe a couple of changes here and there. And if you already stood there chopping a carrot, you may as well already stand there and chop a courgette and a pepper at the same time. It's like 60 seconds more work to do a little bit more chopping and two more bits of veg in. And we literally just chuck the same veg in like so many different meals, like chilies, curries, we have stir fries, everything. We're like, yeah, pepper can go in that. Yeah, carrot can go in that bit of courgette. Go on then. Like, yeah, it can get a bit weird sometimes, but it bulks up our meals and we like to eat it. My third point is to build your meals and snacks around protein. So you want to be eating a high protein diet. Without tracking your calories, you may not know what that looks like, but protein are things like your lean meats, your dairy products, yogurt, things like that. Protein bars, protein supplements. Just make sure when you're having a protein bar that it really is a protein bar and not marketing saying it's a high protein bar when actually it's got 30 grams of carbs in with eight grams of protein. An actual protein bar will be 18 to 25 grams of protein and like less than five grams of carbs, for example. But you want to build your meals around your protein. So for example, I might say, right, we'll have chicken breast for tea, but I really fancy a curry. Okay, so around that, I'll have a little bit of my rice, my curry sauce and chop my veg in at that. Or maybe I'll go, okay, today we're having salmon. What can we do with that? Oh, I'll make a salmon stir fry. The next day, maybe 
turkey mince, we'll do a turkey mince chili, something like that. But making sure that your meals are based around your protein will help you keep a high protein diet. Um, obviously you don't want to eat those kind of things for breakfast. So breakfast, what I do is I have a protein coffee on the morning or protein yogurt. Greek yogurt is really high in protein. Um, overnight oats. So scooping my protein powder in with my oats, um, with my berries. Oh, it's so good. I have like a carrot cake flavor protein or a donut glaze flavor and it's so good. So the protein supplements I usually use are from, uh, Optimum Nutrition, but the ones I've been using at the moment just to try all these different flavors is Perform from Elite Supplements. So give that a go. Loads of different things, but think protein, protein, protein all throughout the day. Cottage cheese, light baby bells, protein bars, all of that stuff. Just really start getting into the habit of thinking, where can I get my protein from? Because it will keep you fuller for longer and it will help you build and maintain muscle. My next point is to check in with the hunger fullness scale. So this actually, maybe I should have done this one first, but it's so important to check in when you are actually hungry. A lot of the time we slowly gain weight over time because we're in a small surplus over time, which comes from emotional eating or eating that little bit more than we needed to or going out for dinner and getting to that over full stage. So the hunger fullness scale essentially goes from zero to 10, 10 being you're absolutely sick full, like feel disgusting zero being you're absolutely starving ravenous haven't eaten all day really hungry we want to be aiming between a four and a seven and it literally takes you two seconds to just sit and think where am i at and if you're starting to dip below a four you're probably going to end up overeating down the line so it's super important that you stay at a four or more if you can so that later on you're not so hungry you're like i'm just going to eat what's in the kitchen or on the way home i'm going to grab a takeaway and you also want to make sure that you're not going past a seven. So we're aiming between that four and seven range. So we're not over full, we're not overeating, we're nice and comfortable. We're not under eating either so that we're um, grabbing and going and overeating down the line. So hunger fullness scale, just check in with that every time you have a meal. My next point and an obvious one is to get more steps in. I roll, I roll, I roll. I know we talk about steps all the time, but your daily movement is massive when it comes to your energy output and how many calories we're burning across the day. So the more movement you can do, the more steps you can get in, chores around the house, walking the dog that little bit more, parking further away. I've done a whole episode just on how to get more steps in in the day. Um, So I'll share that in the show notes. But more movement in the day, don't have to track your calories, just get moving more. That'll really help your energy balance. Another obvious one, less meals out and less takeaways. I'm not saying you need to completely restrict and never go out for um, meals ever again or never get a takeaway ever again. Definitely keep those things in if you enjoy it. My builder's just walked in. (laughs) So where was I? I think it was at point number six. Less meals and takeaways out. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, when you're going out to eat or getting a takeaway, that meal is going to be probably over a thousand calories, uh, if not more, especially if you're going for pizzas and burgers and creamy pasta dishes, you're having the dessert on top of that. You're looking at well over 2000 calories, which for most people is more than their daily intake in just that meal out. So if you can do less of that, less of the takeaways, make fake aways at home, that will help massively with, um, calorie intake. 
which leads me nicely into point number seven, which is to include some of your favorite food. It is so important that you keep in the food that you actually enjoy and that you want to eat. You don't have to live off salad and boring lettuce and tomatoes and fish and rice cakes. You can still eat the food that you enjoy and find ways to make it work. And you know, if you don't include the foods you enjoy, how long is it going to last? You know, and how miserable is it going to feel? You're not going to want to stick at it. So if chocolate is your absolute favorite food and you love chocolate and it brings joy to your life and you really like sitting down with your partner on a Friday and having some minstrels, like make sure you include that in your diet. It'll also help remove any food guilt. You're giving yourself the permission to eat it, allow yourself to have it because all that's going to happen if you don't include those foods is you'll end up binging on it down the line and feel shitty for doing that. So include some of those things. I'd recommend like portioning it out I use the minstrels. I don't even like minstrels, but I'm using minstrels. Um, portion it out. Instead of having the bag sitting there right in front of you, take however many you want, put them in a bowl, leave the bag in the kitchen. Simple things like that to make your life easier. If you've got the bag of minstrels sitting right in front of you or your quality street box or whatever it is, it's going to be much harder to resist. My eighth point is to exercise. Obviously, there is a lot of chatter at the moment going around about how exercise is useless for fat loss and one of my clients also asked me about this so it's good that I'm covering it here too exercise is not useless for fat loss exercise is not useless at all what the what they're saying is to to lose body fat you need to be in a calorie deficit or an energy deficit and exercise doesn't burn as many calories as people think but to say that exercise is pointless is is ridiculous and stupid and irresponsible because what exercise brings is so much more than just the calorie burn. Let's use strength training, for example. There are so many, like endless amounts of benefits to strength training, some of which being improved mood, better confidence, better energy. All of those things will have an impact on your sleep and your steps for the day and your movement and your joy in life and your food choice. Like exercise does play a big role in losing weight. Maybe not the direct impact of the calories in calories out that people think, but it definitely does. And I would highly, highly recommend strength training and weight training if you're not already. Um, and while I'm on, to, on the point of exercise, more cardio does not mean more weight loss. Yes, more cardio means your, out, your energy output will go up. But often we see if you add more cardio into your day, you'll be more hungry later on. So you actually end up eating those calories back. Also, your watch might tell you you've burnt 800 calories when in actual fact you burnt maybe 400. So you definitely don't want to be eating back those calories. So it doesn't mean more cardio, more weight loss, but definitely introduce exercise into your weekly routine and definitely, definitely include strength or weight training. Point number nine, actually probably the biggest point, the most helpful tool for most of my clients is to plan your meals ahead. So every weekend I get all my clients to sit down either on a Saturday or a Sunday with their partner or whoever and plan out their weekly meals. So breakfast and lunches are typically the same for most people. So that's already a pretty easy box to tick. And then you just write Monday, stir fry, Tuesday, chili, Wednesday, burger bowls, Thursday, 
chicken katsu, fried, and so on. And you just sit there and you write out a simple meal plan. It does not need to be fancy. It does not need to take you half an hour. I literally sit down with Becky and we do it in about two minutes now because we do it every single weekend. And we've just built up enough, you know, recipes and meals together over the years that we know we like and we can just quickly go oh yeah I love chicken ramen oh we haven't had pie for a while oh we haven't had burgers for a bit and we just pick a meal that sounds good you don't need to spend hours scrolling through the internet and joe wick's recipe books to to think about something if you fancy something like pizza well have pizza you can make it with tortilla wraps and tomato puree and whatever if you fancy you know a greasy burger make a healthy version at home so instead of scrolling the internet for hours thinking, what can I eat? What can I eat? Think about what you fancy eating and build your meal off the back of that. But planning your meals ahead will save you so much time and energy and money. And then you get your weekly shop done in one go. So you're not having to think again about food for the rest of the week. You just think about it that once on the weekend and then you are sorted for the week. Monday to Sunday, you've got your meals in, you can freeze things, you've got your lunches prepped, breakfast are ready, you know what you're having for dinner, you don't have to think about it, you don't have to grab and go. It is honestly a game changer. If you want to lose weight and you are not planning your meals ahead, I would absolutely start with that before anything else. My next point is, I think I've already touched on this, but trying to get seven to nine hours sleep. And I know, I know people go, there's no way I can do that. That's okay. Just getting as much good quality sleep as possible will massively help. It is proven that the poorer sleep we have, the poorer food choices we make. And we know that, right? You wake up, you've had two hours sleep, you feel like shit, you just want to shove carbs and beige and whatever you can in you, almond croissants all day. But that's not going to be helpful when it comes to weight loss. Your energy is going to be down. Your mood is going to be down. Body image is worse when we sleep worse. There's so many things are impacted by our sleep that will have an impact on your weight and your fat loss results. So it's so important to make sure that you are getting good quality sleep. And I'm not going to harp on at you and be patronizing about how to get good sleep. I think we all know at this point what we need to be doing. It's just you need to do it. Like, yes, you can say, oh, no phone after eight and I'm going to have a dark room and I'm going to have a warm bath and I'm going to read and I'm going to do this. Just got to do it, hon. Like, stop saying the things that you know you need to do and start doing them and it will start snowballing and have a compound effect and you'll sleep better and make better choices and feel better and that is what we want. Oh, I was actually going to say a couple of things that my clients have recommended recently that's helped them with their sleep is... um magnesium spray and something i've been taking at the moment is these um, melatonin gummies but actually somebody bought me them from colorado and i don't know if they sell them here but they've really been helping me stay asleep and better sleep it's actually been harder to get up on a morning because i'm in like a much deeper sleep but it's definitely helping and um lavender lotion i use like a lavender lotion on my hands so i fall asleep kind of smelling the lavender that really helps anyway you'll know what works for you I have two more points left. My next point is journaling. Now, I have done a whole podcast on why journaling is important and how to get started with it. Again, I'll pop that in the show notes. But this is going to help calm you down. It's going to help calm your nervous system. It's going to help you sleep, relax, lower your anxiety. All of these things all play a part. No, it's not a direct impact on your calories in, calories out to sit down and write about your feelings in your day and what's going on for you. 
but it is going to change your mood and how you feel and your outlook on life. It's going to help you feel more positive. It's going to help you feel more grateful. All of these things play a massive part in living a healthy lifestyle and helping to lose body fat to live in a healthy lifestyle. So it's not just calories in, calories out. Yes, that is the only thing directly that matters for fat loss, calories in, calories out. But what impacts calories in, calories out is all of these other things, your sleep, your planning ahead, your anxiety, your stress, your exercise, journaling, all of those things. And my final point is about removing food labels and actually working on improving your relationship with food. So removing food labels calling food good and bad and naughty and this and that will help remove the food guilt after. What happens is when we call food bad or naughty and guilty and we can't have it and it's off limits and restricting it, when we do have it, we binge on it because we've restricted it. We then feel like shit because we've eaten it and then we restrict it again because it left us feeling like shit. If you removed that food label in the first instance and never called that food bad and it is just simply food and you're an adult and you can have it all day, every day, as often as you want it, because you can, then when you come to eat it, it's a bit like, oh, right, well, I can have this any time. I don't really need that much of it. And then when you do eat it, you're less likely to binge on it and you're far less likely to feel shit about eating it after because you've allowed yourself that permission to have it. Again, isn't maybe not a direct relation to calories in, calories out, but it will help reduce your binges. It will help reduce your emotional eating. It'll help improve your relationship with food. And when you get rid of that binge restrict cycle and the guilt and all of those horrible feelings that come with food, then we have a better relationship with food and we make healthier choices that are more in line with what we want. I will finish with this. If you have a terrible relationship with food, you binge, you restrict, you yo-yo diet, regularly emotionally eating, all of that, I would highly, highly recommend that be the place that you start your work, not all of the other stuff. The rest of the other stuff, the steps, the sleep, the journey, all of that other stuff won't be consistent and won't help you with long-term results because you're repeatedly self-sabotaged with what's going on with your relationship with food and body image do that work first the body image the relationship with food stuff work on that first that is the hard stuff I know it's the hard stuff there are episodes in this podcast about the hard stuff and I'll record more and I'll share more posts about it but that is the stuff that matters when you get your mindset right and you've got a better relationship with food and a better body image and all of that is kind of working nicely then all of the other stuff falls into place much easier Right, that is it from me. What have we washed that in? About 15 minutes. Oh, hey, good. Right, I will share this with my clients. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. If you've got any questions, drop me a message and have a lovely week. Thanks, guys.